It's January 25th, 2024, and on today's episode of Comic Talk, we'll be talking about all the comics that came out this week, like Green Arrow 8 from DC Comics, Superior Spider-Man 3 from Marvel Comics, Ghost Machine 1 from Image Comics, and a whole bunch more. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, with today's guest, Lex from Wednesday Pull Podcast, and Ambrosia Kep, aka Comics and Cupcakes. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, because here's your weekly comic book recap. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about uh, this week's new comic book releases. Uh, for those of you who don't know, new DC Comics come out on Tuesdays, new Marvel Comics come out on Wednesdays, and we're here, uh, oh, and Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays, and we're here on a Thursday, January 25th, 2024, to talk about all the comics that came out this week. I'm your host, Demetri Pereira. And if you're watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash show or youtube.com slash show, or maybe you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. But if you're watching us live, you can see our guests. And if you're not watching us live, you're listening to the podcast, you can't see our guests. So let's jump into it. Coming at you from Wednesday poll, we got Lex. Hey, what's going on, everyone? How's it going? It's going pretty well. Yeah. Decided to talk about some comic books. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Um, um, it used to be that when I was younger, I didn't have anyone to talk about comics with, and now I do. So, thanks for being one of those people. Um, I'm happy we, to be one of those people. Yeah. Uh, we also got a, a longtime guest. But hasn't been here in a long time. We got Ambrosia Kep herself, comics Hi. and cupcakes. Uh, are you are you on a comic mood right now or a cupcake mood? Um, both always. Okay, comics they go and hand cupcakes. in hand. Always. Um, I got these Oreo cakesters. This Ooh. episode of Comic Talk brought to you by Oreo cakesters. It's not. We're not brought to you by Oreo cakesters. But we could be if Oreo knew what they were doing. If if any if anyone wants to be out there and sponsor our podcast, I I would gladly be a corporate shill um, <laughs> if it comes out. Like you know, I once I once uh, got got uh, approached to do like a kombucha like TikTok video, and what? I'm like, I I don't even like kombucha, okay. so I didn't do it. I Good. didn't do it, mm. but uh, but basically that's the line i will i will whore myself out you just have to be better than kombucha which isn't a hard bar to, <laughs> to like to clear uh, you know i used to work with a bunch of people who love kombucha and like to the point where they would call it like booch and they'd oh, be like the oh yeah I, yeah I got my booch and i was Ugh. yeah that i tried really hard to like it and i just can't it is so it is no bueno it no. is no bueno mm. um but uh ambrosia Hi. Does anyone, has anyone called you kombucha? No, and I hope and I think that would be like one of like the biggest like uh None of the kids at work have ever called you called you kombucha? Listen, kombucha they called cat? me other things, but never kombucha. <laughs> Good. I think that would be right. like the biggest insult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm acting like a kombucha. <laughs> um 
I want to shout out Carson. Carson is always in our chat over there on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show. Um, and like I said, we also stream to YouTube, but uh, we draw the chat really from from uh, from Twitch. But Carson442007 is always there and subscribed uh, for, for another three months or another three months or for the third month. I don't know, but thank you for subscribing. Um, Carson's always cool out there. Um, let's talk about all the comics that came out this week. Now, something I'd been talking about previously is that this January, this year, um, there's been four or five Tuesdays and five Wednesdays. And for people who keep track, that means there's five weeks that DC Comics will come out and five weeks that all the other comics will come out. And uh, their normal amount of comics is divided by five instead of divided by four so it's a little bit lighter did you guys feel that this month oh yeah it's a little yeah it definitely feels like me. it was you know spread out feels like because we were talking before we started recording that this week for me was a light weirdly light week yeah yeah ambrosia was it weirdly light for you too oh yes um which i was pleasantly surprised my wallet was happy um, for this week as well because it's a little spread out but no it was a lighter week than what i was expecting for sure i it's it's kind of like um like for people who get paid like every other friday mm. and not twice a month but like they get paid like every two weeks on a friday or whatever um sometimes there's like a fifth friday in the month and if you got paid on that first friday you get paid three times in that calendar mm -hmm. month and you you're like that's an extra paycheck, baby. You know? <laughs> right. Um, it's kind of like that, except the opposite for for comics. Yeah, it's just lighter, less expenditures. So that I mean that works. Um, Carson out there is asking, and I feel bad. I feel bad because I'll tell you why. Carson says, "Does anyone read the Darkwing Duck stuff?" I feel like I'm the only one. I'm a huge, I or at least I was a huge Darkwing Duck fan. He was a big part of my childhood and forming my thoughts on what a superhero is because I was as I was watching cartoons. Uh, and there is a comic for Darkwing Duck and Justice Ducks came out this year or this week. Yeah, I did not read. I haven't. I haven't read any of them. Am I, I the wanted to. I don't read. I don't, I don't read a lot of Dynamite books. Not anything against Dynamite. I just. Um... I don't know. I I pulled the first Darkwing Duck series whenever they brought it back, whenever they put it on Dynamite, mm -hmm. but I I never got around to reading it. And I wanted to pick this Justice Ducks book up today or yeah yesterday, but if I didn't read the first series, I was like, I'm not gonna <laughs> buy this just for the sake of buying it. And I think it'll be around for a little while. I can pick it up later if I do get around to reading it. But I I, I do love the character. Darkwing Ducks, sort of like you said, grew up with it and a uh, huge fan of that universe. So maybe, maybe I'll get around to it. Yeah. Yeah, but continue reading, even though you feel like you're the only one and that some of yeah. us don't read it. You uh, continue reading because you are supporting that company. And mm -hmm. by bringing it to our attention, maybe some of us will start reading it as well. So continue reading and then you'll have to, yeah. maybe Dimitri, you can have him come on and talk about some Darkwing Duck. I'll tell you what, Carson, if you if if on TikTok or whatever you ask about Darkwing Duck or whatever, it'll force me to read it and then I'll do a video on it. I've been really behind on TikTok. I'm sorry. Same. It's it's been tough. I I have only recently felt like an adult and it's taking a toll on me. 
Yeah, it does that. It does that. (laughs) And we don't even have kids. Imagine how Lex feels. Yeah. Nah, I just kind of, I kind of go with the flow. My kids, uh, luckily, <laughs> luckily, my kids are the most laid back kids that I've ever interacted with. So uh, I got really lucky in that instance. Now I'm just imagining like a little version of you. Yeah, two they little, take care of little they, versions of you. They take they take care of me more than I take care of them. I think yeah. so. I'm really fortunate with them, and my wife is an actual adult. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so do I got you, it pretty easy over here. Do your kids call you pops? I want them to call me old man. I want them all. Really? I want them to call me old man. I want my grandkids to call me old man. Oh. I just want that to be my name. But my wife fights me on it every time. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, unfortunately, none of us are reading the Darkwing Duck stuff. But, um. But I will. I will. I've mentioned I'm a huge fan of like IP. Like I love IP. Mm-hmm. You know, like intellectual property, right? Like things that I know already. I love reading the comics, but what I've realized recently is now that I'm picking and choosing a little bit more so than I used to, um, there's the the comics like Darkwing Duck or Gargoyles that yeah. I would be really into. I'm like, that's not a priority for me right now. And if yeah. I had a kid, though, I feel like that would be the type of one that I would read with like my kid. Yeah. Which is kind of like my my relationship to like Peanuts now. Because, like, I love Charlie Brown and I love Snoopy and stuff, but I feel like I'm I'm not going to go back into Peanuts until I'm ready, like, until I have kids. Yeah, Calvin, yeah, Calvin so you guys asked Hobbs, if my, yeah, know? my kids read stuff like that. Yeah. They don't, they don't read superhero comic books, but we read Calvin and Hobbes, we read yeah. big Peanuts, old Garfield books, we have a lot of that here yeah. at our house, so. I don't need to buy the Calvin and Hobbes sets right now. Yeah. I'll buy them when I have kids. Which yeah. I think makes sense. Like I didn't get into like what age, Dimitri, what age or and Lex, what age did you guys all get into when you started reading comics? Mm. It depends. Like comic com like what kind of comics? Like uh I, let's say I like DC probably... Marvel comics. DC like, superhero Marvel was about sixth grade. Yeah, probably around like sixth grade. Um I remember Executioner's song just the 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 cover of the x-men storyline executioner song in the uh barnes and noble that i went to but before that i was reading tintin tintin was like like my first comics because my dad had tintin comics and he gave them to me so oh that's cool yeah i was i was seven seven Uh, yeah and i only know that because when the mask movie came out, I was obsessed with that movie. And um, my parents had went out and bought me probably at a Walgreens. You'd buy comic books there back then. They went out and bought me a mask comic book. It was the mask strikes back. That and one's bad I read, though, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like and so I'm in my room. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like a bad for adults too. It's, it's pretty, <laughs> gra- it's pretty graphic. And so I'm seven years old in my room with the door closed, just like, knowing I'm about to get in trouble for reading this book that my parents got me. And then it was all downhill from there. I I had to get into all kinds of comic books. And see, I feel like I didn't get into comic books until, well, like my freshman year of high school. Um, and I think that's mm. where like, I felt more connected to some of the characters Yeah. Um, versus yeah. like reading for like enjoyment. And I feel like with those, uh, with like Tintin and like, charlie brown and the peanut but like you read those because like they're fun and yeah. um well, i read a lot of comic strips in the yeah. newspaper Same. back when yeah you know Same. 
Yeah. But like us, when you get into like the lore of it all and like, you know, some of like the deeper stuff, then uh, I think that happens like when they're older and like Lex is like one day, I think your kids are just going to like, it's just going to hit them and they're going to find yeah, a character probably. that that they connect with. Head. Yeah, probably. I'm trying to ease them into into Bone. Bone's a, a one of oh, my favorite words. Oh, Bone's fun. I've never, never read Bone. It's a good one. It's a good time. It's kind of reminiscent of that Calvin and Hobbes era, but it has a lot of that deep lore that a, that a good story has. Mm-hmm. And and that's the one I'm kind of easing them into. Mm. No, that's a good that's one. Good. I like Bone a lot. My students Same. like Bone a lot, too. But. I want to know what you guys did read this week. Mm. Roger, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so I, I bought, or I did have Magneto, um, or Resurrection of Magneto. I didn't get to read it, but oh, I no. started that. Okay. Did you read it? Yeah. Cool. Of course um, I did. <laughs> duh. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, mm-hmm. uh, Superior Spider-Man, uh, Star Wars The High Adventurer, um, Thrawn Alliances. Uh, I was halfway through the, uh, the Immortal Thor I didn't get to finish it, but we'll talk about it because I okay. think Lex. You got issue numbers on any of these? Yeah, uh, the uh, Immortal Thor issue number six. Oh, okay, cool. And then I read God's issue number four. I didn't prep that image, Ambrose. Sorry, it's because I didn't know if it was in my pool or not. It's all right. Did you read Spider Man, Spider Woman three? No, oh. I didn't. Re- no, I didn't. I thought you were, but all right. Yeah, me too. But you're just throwing parent- curveballs in, bro. I know. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't in my pool, and I didn't even check to. I didn't even double check because that one is on my pool list. Oh. Okay. Well, we'll make sure to go through all of it. But you're gonna have to remind me on the ones I didn't prep because that's how normally I keep track of like all the books we read. Cool. But I think did anyone else read God's? I read issue number one, and I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, that's a trade wait for me, or a waiting for it yeah. to hit the app. Yeah. 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 Um, I've heard it was good though. I really, it, it, it. you know, um, yeah. I don't know whether it's going to be for me or not. I'll I'll go yeah. back and I'll binge it and I'll see if it makes sense. I love Hickman, I do, but mm-hmm. I don't know if this is scratching the itch I want him to scratch. You know, like <laughs> I I just wish he didn't get off of X Men and he stayed on the X Men train because that was like I was loving that. Yeah, but hey. Lex, what'd you read? All right, I've read from IDW, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, issue number 47. 147. Uh, 147, yeah. Uh, Ghost Machine, it's from a new publisher called Ghost Machine, but they're it's like a small imprint that they're publishing their books through Image. I read The Holy R- Roller, I think that's an Image book as well. Yeah, number three. And that was issue, no, issue number three. Over at DC, I read Green Arrow, issue number eight, The Penguin, issue number six. And at Marvel, I read Superior Spider-Man, issue number three, The Immortal Thor, issue number six, Punisher, issue number three. And I think I read uh, Resurrection of Magneto. I read the entire thing, but I have no idea what what was going on. It was a lot. We'll we'll, we'll have to talk about it, sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, It was a lot. Yeah. Okay. For me, um, the ones that I read and I'm, I'm upset because I mean, it's gonna, it may sound like a lot, but also I'm upset that it wasn't as much as my normal thing. Superior Spider-Man number three, Resurrection of Magneto number one, Green Arrow number eight, 
X-Force 48, and Titans Beast World 5. Oh, yeah, that isn't enough. That's five for me. Normally, I'm in double digits. Can you guys hear Same. me? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. My dog uh, was eating a Lego. <laughs> what, you're, you had a Lego in your nose? What? No, my, my dog was eating a Lego. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so yeah, th- those were, those were what I read, uh, this week. Um, I only read five, but it's okay. Sometimes you get a slow week and that's okay. This was actually a good week to have a slow week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was missing that much. I tried to start reading the flash and I read the first page and I was like, I can't handle this right now. I'll get back to it. Yeah. Cause the flash right now has been so cosmically weird Mm-hmm. That I'm like, oh, I need I need to like sit and like focus on it. It is not yeah. good for ADD kids. <laughs> no, that's exactly how I felt after uh, the second issue of this new series. I was like, I'm gonna have to wait and read this all at once. I don't think I. Yeah. Every month isn't gonna be isn't gonna work for me. I'm gonna have to sit down and read this at a trade. I mean, I try to read it once a week, but you know, it is what it is. Um. Mm-hmm. You guys have a have a pick of the week? Yes, Am- I do. Ambrosia is nodding. I do. What's mm-hmm. your, Ambrosia, what's your pick? Uh, it's a sp- uh, Superior Spider-Man. Was that your pick of the mm. week? Mm-hmm. I liked it, actually. I just finished reading it. Um, I I liked it. I don't know. Uh, t- tell me about it. Why was this your pick of the week? So, Superior Spider-Man is one of my... Uh, one of my favorite Spider-Man arcs, like the Same. original one. Yeah. And um, I, see, it's so good. And so I was really excited that they relaunched this. Um, And then just the relationship between him and Doc Ock in general of them trying to figure out, can I trust him? Can I not? Um, And then he thinks he can. And then obviously at the end, we see that we can't. But then I love uh, Anna Maria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, is so cool and i just love her relationship with doc ock and he is blinded by love and just wants to like hang and save save his woman yeah yeah um but this is so nostalgic for me uh superior spider-man has just been like one of my favorites um and so i think it gives me the nostalgia aspect of it um while giving a new um um a new Kind of season twist. Yeah. yeah i did because i never thought that i would see it again yeah it was a really good arc i love i mean or run or whatever it was a good amount of years that like doc ock was spider-man but um mm-hmm. uh i don't know lex are you reading this run yeah i'm reading it and i i really like it again i you know some people don't like dan slot spider-man i love dan slot spider-man so did and I, I. Do love, I love superior spider-man and this, I was kind of apprehensive about because it's like, you know, when something that you really enjoy, when they bring it back for the sake of bringing it back, it's like, I don't know. And especially with the the current track record of like Spider-Man stuff, I was like, I don't know if they should do it or why they would do it. But I, I've really enjoyed it because it's weird and it's kind of silly, comic booky, like Inverge was saying, whenever they're explaining like, the story, he even says it. He says, the, your story should be simple. You took over my body. But 
then <laughs> Spider-Verse happened. And then this happened. And, then yeah. this happened. and it's just this wacky comic book stuff. And I feel like we don't get a lot of that nowadays because everything has to be you know, serious or has to be super emotional. So whenever we do get this sort of uh, wackier comic book stuff, I, I really enjoy it. And, and Spider-Man's the book to do it. Oh, absolutely. And I think what I've enjoyed about this is, uh, well, for one, I'm glad that someone else is a Dan Slott fan because yeah. most of the people I talk to can't say which, that. Which run, did Dan, which run did Dan finish on? I think Superior Spider-Man. No, no. Oh, yeah. wait, Superior Spider-Man was the end of his run? Oh, no. Um, did he do Spider Island? I don't know. I don't remember which one was first. I liked all that stuff. See, I, yeah, think, me too. He, yeah. I think he did do Spider Island. Um, who but did a the lot recent of, beyond Spectrum? well, and then that's what I'm saying. So, I think so. Like, for me, so this was that was Zeb right before Zeb Wells? Wait, so uh, when did when did Dan Slot end with the Ben Riley beyond stuff? I think so. I really, I feel like Superior Spider Man was the end for a little while, yeah. So, because I think Dan, Dan Slot did uh Superior Spider Man and then right after Superior Spider Man, and then they ended that initial amazing Spider Man run with 700, and that was his last time writing Amazing Spider Man, and then he did Spider Verse, okay. Well, and, and then uh, and then I think he came in for some of the issues of uh Beyond, they did like Beyond. They had the you know side issues like point zero whatever. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. he did some of those. Okay, wasn't a fan of that, but I do. I I, I yeah. who did the crave? Who did Craven's hunt of the different animal themed villains? So that I think it was Zeb Wells. But during that whole time yeah. period, there was multiple writers, uh, like going back and forth. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So it yeah. was kind of like a mix of like. Zeb Wells and he was it for a while and then like throughout mm-hmm. the run they would have uh a different writer for like this issue and then this issue you know, and I yeah. think that's why I enjoyed Superior Spider-Man yeah um for so long because the uh story arc the first story arc that came out right before Spider-Verse and then that's kind of when like Spider-Verse kind of uh blew up and it kind of just I think from there things kind of went all over in the Spider-Man world and then we had uh the amazing spider-man that kind of stemmed from there that was just chaotic and not very good yeah. and so i feel like yeah. this is bringing us back to some good storytelling um that isn't as uh uh it doesn't like spawn off and isn't as chaotic as what we've seen so it's just nice to have a sequential story that's just a good fun story yeah, yeah. So, like, my thoughts about this is I just didn't know what the premise was. And I don't even think they really told you what the premise was. Because the title is Superior Spider-Man. In the first two issues, it's not Otto getting the body back. It's just, like, an octopus Spider-Man story. Yeah. Pete has to dress up and pretend to be, which I thought that was hilarious. In this issue, right? But the first two issues was just, like, it's just another arc that stars Dr. Octopus, essentially. Mm-hmm. But this one finally brings in a little bit more of that. Uh, though I did like, I do like Spider-Boy, and I do like how they worked him into Superior Spider-Man. Like, mm-hmm. in the past, in that flashback, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I thought that was cool. But this issue was weird and wacky and, you know, funny, yeah, with, very funny. Peter pretending to be 
superior Spider-Man and like those minions are there underneath. They've the... been there for years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh and especially yeah. like I feel like it's just a doc thing to do. Like, yeah, oh, by yeah, the yeah. way, here are my minions. They're attacking because <laughs> they don't even know that I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. And it's silly because he's like, they're waiting for me to eventually become Spider-Man, like making a nod to like stories being recycled years after years. He's like, I'm eventually going to be Spider-Man again. Yeah. And so they are just going to wait there until it happened. Yeah. And it's what it's cheaper for Doc Ock to keep them on retainer, essentially, yeah. than, yeah. than yeah. to like be like, sorry, here's your severance package. You can go work yeah. for another villain. And then yeah. when I need you, I guess I got to do another Craigslist ad. Um, but he's like, no, I'll just, you know, pay you a livable wage. Mm-hmm. I would I would assume Doc Ock pays a livable wage, which is pretty. I mean, that's I don't think so. I think he gives them like the bare minimum. I mean, he's giving them like, room. And, he's but I'll room order you pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to be some. There's got to be some perks. And they're henchmen, so they're pretty like. Well, he's they probably they're probably he's doing solving right. the house. Like at least the housing crisis for them. He's giving them yeah. a place. Like they get to live there. Yeah. And that's probably all they're getting. <laughs> right. They get. What, they what can't they, leave. What they're they underwater. <laughs> right. What do they do for fun? I they need don't, to know. They, they practice their skills, so they are their just kissing skills. No, no, no. They're practicing. <laughs> they're like, oh, I thought because I said they're hench- what their if they henchmen fall skills, in love, and then no. they practice their skills. Oh, they... <laughs> that too. I mean, you know what? To each their own. I mean, they you can know, practice all the skills. They're like, hey, one day we'll go back out into the real world and we'll kiss a bunch of ladies. <laughs> but for right yeah. now. How about we just practice on each other? Yeah, we don't want to be rusty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know that it that was a it was a good issue actually. This was probably my favorite issue of the three that came out. Mm-hmm. I would agree. You know, Same. not only the three, Same. there was the one before that that was like Superior Spider-Man Returns. It was like a one shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was it's supposed to bridge that Spider-Man series. Yeah, where Pete was dealing with spider-verse stuff and then spider-boy and then that and now it kind of changed into this book yeah you know so i i like it um um that was ambrosia's pick right yes yeah yeah lex what was your pick of the week my pick of the week which is it surprised me it was ghost machine oh okay it surprised me i just you know i i don't know i didn't expect Sometimes it's weird with these sort of new universes. Um, And this was kind of a teaser of all of the different books that they're going to have in this new universe or their new imprint. And Mm. it was pretty good. Like I read Geiger before and they're kind of teasing the future of that and connecting it to their other stories. And uh, it was just interesting. You know, they had some Brian Hitch in there and I'm not a huge Brian Hitch fan. I've been known to to have some Brian Hitch slander on the internet, mm. but I I really enjoyed his work in this somehow. I don't know how, but it it was good. Did you not like Brian Hitch when he drew Superman? No, I'm not a huge Brian Hitch fan, man. Okay, at all. Okay, that's fair. I mean, it's not. What was his name? Finch. Who was that guy? Who mm. did Avengers disassembled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. David yeah. Finch. I think so. He doesn't do art anymore, right? I don't think he works anymore. 
don't know. I'll we'll fucking find out though. Is it weird that like the be... artists that we grew up in the early two thousands, like some of them are still around, and then some of them they just drop off, and you're like, where was that person? <laughs> yeah, David Finch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I remember David Finch. Anyway, uh, tell me about Ghost Machine because this is spearheaded by Jeff Johns, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they have um. So they were doing some books like Geiger and um, what was that robot? There were multiple books that they had that were teasing that they were going to tie it together. And then they announced that they had their sort of like, you know, Skybound has their imprint that they published through um, Image. Yeah. And so it's just, it's sort of like, um, it was just an introduction. They introduced a lot of characters. They have these sort of family, not family friendly books, but the what was that movie called meet the robinson meet the robinsons yeah yeah and they have a, a family book like that they have sort of a a devil and angel book they have they i mean they have a lot of cool concepts that feels really original and and maybe it's cheating that this is my pick of the week because it is sort of like six books in one. Oh, is it really, really? yeah because they're, they're like introductory books so they have geiger and then they go into uh, red Co- red coat then they have a book called rook and they have a book called the rocket fellers and then another one so it's like eight pages per book as an introduction and it's i thought it pulled me in i wanted to know more is it like a reintroduction to like com like comic characters that nobody read originally not that i know of like, because you said some of them had series already, right? So, like, Geiger had a book at Image already, but this just continues from that. Oh, but the rest are, like, whole new characters? And some of, so, like, the Geiger characters, and I can't remember, <laughs> there, there's a robot in this book. He had a spinoff, and they sort of talk about him in there. And so they're just sort of expanding out of the characters that they already had made. Okay. It was just kind of expanding the universe. Was it intriguing enough? For me, it was. Okay. And I don't want to be really... skeptical. I'm just, yeah. when I looked at it, I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to roll my eyes for now. And then, you know, maybe. That's how I was too. I liked cool. Geiger enough when I read it originally. So it was enough for me to want to pick this up. And usually they, with a book like this, 64 pages, they usually charge like a seven or eight dollar book, but they this one's five, so that I think that's what kind of swayed me. I was like, ah, oh, it's only five bucks, I'll get yeah. it. And um, yeah, it was pretty good. There's this one story in there, um, called Rook that was really cool. It's about these people get taken from Earth to uh, to live on another planet, and they have these helmets that let them control the certain animal that the helmet is like related to. And so the main character, Rook, can control these birds. His friend, his name is Swine, he can control these warthogs and pigs. And you're basically, the tease that we got from them is just them running from, like, a, a lion or a tiger. But you get to you get to tease into this, like, bigger world with the dialogue between the two of them. Is this kind of like distillery number one or whatever that was? Yeah, it's kind of like Devil's Cut for a distillery. Devil's Cut, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, cool. Who's your favorite character out of all these characters? 
Right now, oh man, I really like this character. His name is Redcoat. He is uh, an immortal guy. Uh-huh. I just love that trope of the immortal the mortal character going through every every era. Yeah. And kind of being like a shithead just because he's been alive for so long. Yeah. Um so he's pretty cool. Okay. All right. Um Ghost Machine one, that's your pick. And you also wrote that article for the King Show dot com. Mm-hmm. Oh look at you. I did. I did. What'd you say, Ambrosia? He's amazing. Good job. Oh, did you read it? No. But <laughs> I will now. So check out uh, check out now. Lex's uh article at thekingshow.com. Um my pick is probably X Force 48. Mm. Um so basically what's happening or what's been happening. So the Krakoan age is ending. It's in the fall of X era. Um, House of X or fall of the House of X, rise of the powers of X, you know, that whole thing. Now X-Force being its own kind of title is, is finishing up their loose threads. And so kind of what's been happening with the Krakoan age of, of, of like Beast and the Krakoan age is that Beast is slowly but surely moved into gray area territory and then really dark territory. So like, yeah. and then everybody's like, oh, well, that's just beast, like dark beast. I'm sure there's going to be a twist where it's dark beast instead. But then dark beast, his head was already shown. So it's not dark beast. And so people were like, how did beast turn evil? All that stuff. And they were like, well, I don't know. But then in this book, they thought they had killed beast and then beast comes back. Yeah, I did read this one. Oh, you Uh, read this one? I forgot. I forgot to mention. I did read this one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So basically, what happens is that uh, uh, you know, Beast is back, and he like gets into their like computer system, and then essentially they talk about how their only plan is to bring back a a Beast clone with the Mm -hmm. with memories that they have, and they were like, "Well, Beast destroyed all the all the." the cerebro files of beast except for one and that it that's one file that's dated back to when beast was like on the avengers and he was like nice fun loving beast horny beast that's like my favorite where he's all my stars and guard all my stars and garters beast yeah yeah and so they essentially brought back a beast with like the mind from the past yeah and so like, is this their cop out to get old Beast back? Yeah, and it's kind of sad. Like with the uh, Beast realizing like all the terrible stuff the other Beast has done. Yeah, but that's a that's been a trope, right? Like that's like yeah. it, that was literally the premise of the X Men run where they got the the new X Men, like the original mm-hmm. five to come forward in time. Beast brought them. It, it's kind of ironic. Beast brought the original five X-Men forward in time to see how shitty Cyclops is. But it turns out now they've brought past Beast into this to see how shitty Beast is. So I liked it. Some people are saying it's a cop-out and they don't like that. And then it's going to be bad for character development. But I honestly think like this might just get us back to the Beast that we like. And yeah, they do that a few times. They did it with Cap, not really time travel, but when the Secret Empire they had evil Cap for yeah. so long, and then on the last issue, regular Cap just appeared out of his body and then beat him yeah. up. 
Yeah. It's like it is an ongoing trope with them. It's all right. I'm okay with it. Mainly because I do miss I do miss nice scientist beast. Same. As opposed to war war criminal beast. He's about to be in the movies, so they have to make him. Well, if they choose to go beast. Nice guy. Yeah. He's not my my lineup pick. My lineup pick for X-Men. I've thought time and time again about my lineup pick. And so yeah. um I don't know. I I hope that you don't use Beast. He's not in my lineup. So Marvel. But even though they already up. introduced him? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. But I that's an alternate universe beast. That's the problem for now. with multiverse. For now. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm going I'm gonna be very upset. Lex, you are making me very angry. <laughs> no, it's but so, I, you know, the Flash, the Flash, Michael Keaton explained it in The Flash with the spaghetti, man. Yeah. It's all going to be like that. It's just going to all be mashed together. I do not, I think it ruins the mutants if they come from unnatural means. Yeah. Like, the whole point of mutants is they are our replacements in a yeah. way, right? And so then you tie in civil rights and stuff and you tie in those Tiki Torch idiots who are like, they shall not replace us. That's the mindset. People are always like, why do people not hate like Captain America, but why do they hate mutants? It's because the idea of replacement. And so a a natural inevitability of evolutionary replacement, right? So I don't Mm -hmm. want the mutants to be multiversal refugees. Yeah, I think that would be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous. It's like they need to be nat- our natural evolutionary. I'm superiors. I'm interested to see how they handle it because they you know they've I'm I'm so Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan's a, a mutant technically, and she's right. in there already. So right. So that's also why I, I don't like the multiverse. I do not like the multiverse. Yeah. it's very heavy handed. I don't like it as heavy. Hand- I like it as sort of a background mysterious thing, not. It's everything, you know what I mean? Right. Like, this is the whole, this is what we're doing right now, right? Uh, so just that before we go on, but the final, the final scene in the Marvels, um, and I like the Marvels, good enough movie, not a, not a problem, yeah. but that final scene where they show Monica and then they show Beast, I'm like, why should I care? Because mm-hmm. here's the thing what they should have done is have that be the same universe that Doctor Strange went to. And massacre like where Scarlet Witch massacred all the people, and that was Mo- Monica got brought back, right? Like, yeah, yeah, not Monica. As the star, uh, as the star brand, yeah, yeah, as a uh, as binary, yeah, yeah. So like, they should have done that just to show, but no, it's a brand new universe. What does it matter? I'm interested to see how they do it, man. I don't know. Side, there, side there, tangent. <laughs> there's a there's a universe out there where the cast of I Love Lucy becomes the Avengers. That's true. I'd watch you know that. I mean? Like, okay. <laughs> Who would Lucille Ball be? Um Captain Marvel. Is she really? She's uh, Black Widow. She's Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I'd be like, did I? No. Why did I say, <laughs> did I do that? That's Urkel. <laughs> but, but she does the thing. That, yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway. I feel like she'd be more on like the Deadpool spectrum of things, which is, I know, not X-Men. Lucille Ball Deadpool. Yes. I'd watch it. I yeah. think it'd be so good. Lucille Pool. <laughs> what do you think? Deadball? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, moving on. 
So uh, that's my pick of the week, X-Force 48. So uh, we we talk about our picks of the week, but let's go through uh, other stuff like the, the – the, let's let's go through everything. Resurrection of Magneto, Ambrosia didn't read. No, but I bought like, it. Lex, you skimmed through it, and you were like, I don't know. Yeah, I read it, and as I got through it, I was like, I haven't read enough, man. I know, I know that every time I pick up an X Men book, I know that <laughs> I haven't read enough of the past three years of books. <laughs> so when I got halfway through it, I was like, I, I, I read the story where Magneto died, so I thought I would have enough uh-huh. background, but uh, no, I got so really, you never have really, enough background. yeah, it got really out there really quick. So I mean, the basic, the, well, the thing about the Krakoan Age of X Men is like they've essentially doubled the lore. Like, in the decades before the Krakoan Age, like, all that lore, they just, they matched that in five years, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's a lot of lore. So, in this, basically, Storm's getting visions of Magneto, essentially, I, I don't know, like an omen of Magneto, but Magneto's dead, so then she's like, I need to bring back his soul and essentially save him. Where is his soul? So then they go to the mutant version of heaven, which is kind of like Scarlet Witch kind of created this mutant version of heaven where Mm -hmm. you can technically draw, you can resurrect dead mutants that have never been copied by Cerebro through their soul in the waiting room is what it's called. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, I don't know. Like, I love Storm and I love Magneto. This issue was a confusing start. Yeah. And I even remember the guy that Magneto killed with the helmet. Uh, He was back, but then everything that he could do, I was like, nah, don't know anything about that. (laughs) Don't know anything about that. Darn the uncaring. Uh, Yeah. 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 Him turning into that crazy space monster. I was like, yeah. How does it end? With Magneto crawling through what looks like hell with uh, his eyes gouged out. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. I'm going to keep reading it. Yeah, I probably yeah. will too. I like, I love, like, like you, I love Magneto and Storm. Yeah. I That's why I love the X-Men Red series. Yeah. And there are a lot of cool panels in this one. I, I, I don't have anything bad to say about this other than yeah. I just, I don't have, you know, all the lore. Yeah. Um... Ambrosia, what's another comic that you would feel remiss if you didn't get to talk about? Um, um, oh, can I say one that I didn't like? Yeah. Oh, I didn't like The Amazing Spider-Man 2099. Oh, oh gosh, Miguel yeah. O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099? Yes. Number four? Yes. I flipped through that and it just didn't, it just seemed really cartoony. And the villain was, was like a Disney Channel villain. And I just couldn't get, it, it didn't make me want to read it. I don't I, like Miguel O'Hara. Yeah. See, and me. I do. And I, I typically, some like his comics are like some of my favorite just because like he's kind of like, uh, he's not the like kind, caring, like Peter Parker. He's just like, I'm here. I don't know. Um, but I've enjoyed <laughs> yeah. um a lot of his stories. And this one has been really, really hard. Um, and I felt like mm-hmm. um it was just uh, you know, like when you read a comic and you're just like, I think I have to go back and reread it because I don't know what I just read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to go back and go through it, and I I realized that it wasn't that I didn't get everything, it was just it, 
it wasn't that great. Yeah. Um, and so I was really hoping uh, I'm going to continue with the series because that's what I do. But um, it wasn't I was I had high expectations um, and I continue to have high expectations. Um, but and it's written by Steve Orlando. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't that great. So I if like you're Steve uh, Orlando. See, so do I. Yeah. And so that's why I had high hopes. Yeah, I I bought it, but my it started flipping through it and I was just like, mm, I don't know what it is. I just could it just did not make me want to read it <laughs> like at all. I don't like the 2099 feature. And that's just that's yeah. just me. Like I like in alternate in 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 futures of um superhero universes, I like legacy. You know what I mean? And I know yeah. that he's taken on the mantle, but like for the like his origin is is different. Like everybody is different in this future. Like they all have yeah. the same names, but like they might as it might as well be Stan Lee re, when he Stan Lee reimagines the DC universe. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I like twenty ninety nine. Um, it's one of those things that you miss it when it's gone. So if they wait a little bit, then they come out with a event or a story then you're like oh yeah i'm definitely gonna pick this up because it's 2099 but like if it's always around if it's just there's always a 2099 book or miguel's always around then it kind of loses the i don't want to say novelty but i just i've always missed it more there was i remember it was years had passed by and then they came out with this book called uh time slip or something it was the first 2099 crossover that they did in a while and i got really into that because I, I like the X-Men specifically at 2099 because they are so random. Yeah. Uh, but it just, it, they just never stopped after that. It's been nonstop 2099 stuff. I like the MC2 universe. I like the Spider-Girl. That's yeah. one of my favorite. Oh. That's one of my favorite comic book. I thought you were going to say you don't. Universes. Yeah. I thought oh, you no. were... Huge Spider-Girl fan. I like Spider-Girl more than like Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. yeah. I... The reason I like that is because there's a legacy angle. There's kids of heroes. Like, there is a fun element that I want to see in my alternate futures. Kingdom Come, I love Kingdom Come. One of my favorite Mm -hmm. comics of all time. There's brand new characters they bring in. But then there's also, like, yeah, Oliver Queen and Dinah Lance have a a daughter. (laughs) Like, okay, cool. Like, we get to see that, and it's rando. Like, some of them are rando, and some of them aren't. And, like... We get a mix, but like two, 2099 future is like everybody's new. And I'm like, eh, yeah. okay. Versus MC2, where it's like, what if the juggernaut had a kid? Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's there, there's a fun and there's like, I don't know, there's kind of a hope. There's a hope to it, you know? Yeah. Oh, so my hope mm-hmm. is that it is going to be just a short little mini series um, and it doesn't continue on more than that. Um, I always feel like uh, Miguel O'Hara does really well when he tag teams with like Peter Parker or like Jessica Drew or like someone else uh, in comics. Uh, so I really like when he has someone to balance out. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. I um, versus just him on his own. Um, the next issue is supposed to be with Man Thing. So um, and I like Man Thing. So uh, we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. But um, it's the Techno Man Thing. So we'll see. But I haven't been a fan of this. Uh, it makes me really sad. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyone reading Titans Beast World number five? Anyone read it? Or reading the no. crossover event? 
So uh, it, it was okay. The art is cool. Um, mm -hmm. It was actually not a bad issue. It ends kind of weird, not in the way that I wish it did, but okay, that's fine. Like they reveal who Dr. Hate is. I did like, see that. And I'm see. like, someone told someone eh, sent me that. I don't know. So spoiler alert. Um, Dr. Hate has been, you know, they, they, they've hinted at Dr. Hate throughout this kind of this run. And turns out it's the evil version of Raven. Yeah. Or like evil side personified. Yeah. So. Well, okay. I don't know. That's yeah, not it's kind the of reveal weak. that especially, I wanted. Especially because they teased Dr. Hate at the end of the last event. Yeah. Was uh, whatever that Lazarus. Night or yeah. Night, uh, night terrors. Yeah. And it's supposed to be this big thing. And then I just, I don't know where they're going with it. I don't, yeah. I just, I just don't know. They, they pulled they they essentially pulled what uh marvel did with captain america in the end of uncanny avengers that happened recently where they're like cap who is captain krakoa captain krakoa is hydra cap but hydra cap yeah. at least existed and had his own stories where yeah yeah there's more know, of a back story with them yeah yeah so they revealed that but the the overall story i thought was good and i can see where they're going so essentially what happened in this issue is they bring up the fact that like okay now they've solved the the problem of like they've amanda waller has killed beast boy out there so now people aren't more people aren't being infected but the people who are infected and have turned into animals are still animals and she's like we're just gonna kill them all so we're gonna kill a, a million people and then the titan's like you can't kill a million people and she's <laughs> yeah. like you know god bless so them for their sacrifice are they setting her up to be like a the big a big bad yeah because they talk about her in green arrow too about how she's uh offering anybody a pardon if they kill a hero like you kill a superhero you get a pardon for what any terrible thing you've done you're good to go which is weird to <laughs> that's me crazy. That's it crazy. seems to me she's trying to sow discord like yeah like uh nightwing takes down peacemaker and like that's a really quick thing, which I thought was awesome. Because Peacemaker ain't shit. Like nah. in the in the DC universe, Peacemaker ain't shit. Like that's they're the trying to, yeah, they're trying to they're trying to make him cool, but but like you can make him cool, but like he's still he shouldn't be he can't go toe to toe with Nightwing. He shouldn't, yeah. He shouldn't. You know, and he, he doesn't better that he's not yeah, he's better that he doesn't. Yeah. And so Nightwing takes him down pretty easy. And so like Peacemaker is somebody, you know, you 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 send against like rando unsuspecting humans yeah you know but like anyway so so the plot of this is like okay this issue was not bad but at the same time i didn't like the reveal of dr hate and i don't even think this 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 whole crossover event doesn't even need dr hate so i don't know why dr hate is in it yeah you take dr hate out of this you still get the same story. I wonder if it's setting up something else. Like they're just putting Dr. Hate in all of these things to set up something else. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Because the next big event is a Superman event. So that's weird. Yeah. What's the Superman event? House of Brainiac. Ooh. Yeah. Are we it getting really, are we getting Brainiac really 5? I don't know. I hope. It looks really good. Okay. Superman's been good so far, so Superman has been good. Um, all right, all right. Um, Lex, what's a what's a book you you want to talk about? Uh, let's just say we got fifteen minutes left. What do you? Uh, what do you I really liked Green Arrow. 
I did too. It, I, it yeah. was, you know, a, a spoilers for anybody. Green Arrow, it opens up with him being dead. And so um, it, we've only been eight issues. So it's kind of really, really random for it to be like, hey, Green, Green Arrow died off screen, essentially. Like he, he's right. just dead. Yeah. <laughs> they do the classic, the classic yeah. switcheroo kind of thing. And that was cool. Yeah. And of course he's not dead. And and for a second, I didn't know what was going to happen though, because I love his son. I love Connor. And you see Connor get shot in the head. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? Yeah. What is about to happen in this book? But immediately, like the next page, it, you they reveal that it was a trick and they are trying to get closer to uh to what's his name? I can't remember that guy's Brick. name. Yeah, Brick. Yeah. And so, and then they find out that um, Roy is working for Amanda Waller, which was an interesting twist. And I really like that. Yeah. Or Roy. Yeah. He's catch a break. I, uh, first things first, I'm Connor being like in his 20s and buff versus skinny yeah. and in his like late teens in Robin. I'm, I'm not sure. Are we tell? are you telling me that the that Connor is weird, yeah. in this issue was was really good friends with Damien. Yeah, it is weird. It is weird that he was, and I really liked him in the Robin book. Yeah. And it is weird to see him like towering, almost towering over Oliver in this book. It is weird. And they, do, they do that a few times. In a I few wouldn't different characters. mind if they made two Connors. Yeah. I love Connor Hawk. He's a character that they have underused throughout the years. Yeah. yeah. It would be, uh, I don't know. There could be some sort of like comic book like manipulation where it's like Ollie wishes he was able to be a father to his child. Yeah. And in that, it does it, like it doesn't de-age Connor, but it creates a younger Connor in a way. I don't know. It's comic yeah. books. But it's comic books make work. Um yeah, I liked this one. This one was cool. Um it was kind of standalone-ish. Yeah, but, def- definitely felt like a like a one shot almost. And yeah. I love Onomatopoeia. I think he's one of Green Arrow's best uh, villains, even though he's silly. And uh, so it's good to see him. Yeah, even though it's kind of like a nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of nothing issue. You remember how Batman? Is it Cacophony or the Widening Dyer? Those are right? to- Cacophony. Yeah, and I think one. it's uh, yeah they're together as a series. No, they're two ser- two different miniseries, but they're really? together. Yeah, yeah, it's like a part one and part two. And there's yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Three. Yeah, yeah, by I Kevin Smith, right? That that was the last one, and it ends with onomatopoeia. Yeah, and then it it's been fifteen years at least. Yeah, yeah, I remember trying to look at it and see what they were going to do about that uh, not too long ago, because that's such a such a silly book. But I'm like, come on, like it, they need to finish it. Yeah, because it start. He stabs the girl, right? Is that what it like? Yeah, it yeah, ends versus, on the stab versus fiance, yeah. And then that's it. So it's like, okay, can we? And then in this, they were like, we don't know what he looks like under the mask. And it's like, what about that story? <laughs> this is yeah, right. what happened here. Yeah, that would be good for them to finish it, especially now after so many years. Yeah, but Kevin Smith notoriously, yeah, can't finish his deadlines. Yeah. But it's writing. That's the easier part. Not that writing is easy, but like <laughs> a pay, like the art artist can only work on one compared. Title at a time. Yeah, compared. Compared to art, like 
the writers can write multiple series at one time, but artists only have to like can only really do one. Unless um, you're Dan Moore. Yeah, Dan. I mean, Dan Moore is a that guy could do like six books. At one. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's bang through all of these. Um, uh, Ambrosia, tell me about Star Wars Thrawn Alliances number one. Um, so this is actually based off of the Thrawn books. Uh -huh. Um, so Thrawn is going to be big in the Star Wars world when it comes to the new. Well, uh, he's like in Ahsoka. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. And so uh, his books have been great. And they're written by Timothy Zahn, uh, Zan, Zahn. Um, and he is actually the one who also wrote this comic. So it is a um, adaptation of the books of the second novel, um, which has been great. So uh, I didn't unlike, know that. That's cool. Um, so unlike the uh, yeah, it's it's great. Um, his books are fabulous. If you haven't read them, I definitely say give them a shot as well as the comics, because unlike some of the other Star Wars comics that they come out, they are like uh, word for word, like the TV show. Um, mm -hmm. But um, these are actually from the books. And so this is from novel two. Um, and it's I have enjoyed it because it's like a graphic novel um, yeah. of the original book. Uh, so I'm ex really excited to see uh, what other stuff comes out. Uh, it's also co-written by Jody Hauser, uh, who I also really enjoy her writing. And she's been working on some Star Wars stuff um, recently. And then uh, Timothy Zahn, who has been writing all the uh, uh, Thrawn books. So um, definitely check out his first series and then the second series, which leads up into... Um, his second novel and there's three... I have that first novel though I need to, I need to finish that I feel like uh so I could like blast through uh like I read a lot of like mystery and like suspense and I could go through those like no one's business mm -hmm. but Star Wars books take me so much longer I have to like yeah. sit down Same. and really <laughs> focus and like take notes just because it's Same. just so much so yeah, I Same. yeah um, I'm glad I'm not the only one because I I really struggle to not that I not that they're not good, but yeah, I love yeah I was gonna say I love them, but they they are kind of a you have to focus on them. Yes, yeah, they're not just one that you could skim through real quick, but no, um, all their books have been really really good, especially the past couple of years they've come out with um some really great ones, uh, and this is one of them. But yeah, so definitely check it out. All right, um. Um, Lex, you read read the Holy Roller? Yeah, yeah, it's a silly book, man, but I really, really like it. I read the first yeah. two issues. Yeah, really silly book. I I can see them trying to make a movie off of this, and um, because it's a it's a, it would be a comedy, but I, I like it. I just I, I, you know, I, I, like say, I say it comedy. all the time. Yeah, I say it all the time. I like I read a lot of different comic books, and a lot of them are emotionally heavy or you know serious books. So every now and then I like to read something that's just silly. It's just yeah. kind of a palate cleanser for me. And yeah. this is one of those. Um, it's about a guy who fights Nazis with a bowling ball. Yep. Right? Oh my gosh, stop. It's yeah, professional. Like he was a professional bowler who had to move back to his hometown to take care of his dad, I believe. Yeah. And then the town is overtaken by Nazis. Like they run the town. And so he takes it upon himself to like save his town. Kind of like oh a walking gosh. tall situation, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's great yeah. in the, in the so silliest much. way. I don't want anyone to be like, "Oh, this Lex guy's an idiot. This book is dumb," because it is silly, but it's it's great. Well, yeah. it like you know how people have like their comfort TV shows, like they just need yeah. something to uh, get them through like those 
we all need something like funny. So we have our yeah. shows and our TV and our books and everything that have like are heavy and hard. But then we also have our books that just like lighten things up and it's just a fresh yeah. air. So no, that's, yeah. that's fabulous. I love that. I feel like in an alternate universe, James Gunn would be doing this movie. Like, yeah. Cause it seems I like can super, see this being like you know? an Amazon. I can see this being like an Amazon series or something like that. Like, yeah, that people would eat up because it's but it has just to be very silly. stylistic. It has to be like Matthew yeah. Vaughn. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Like Damn, Matthew Vaughn doing. Yeah, I kind of need to see that now. <laughs> I mean, you know. That'd be great. Um. All right. All right. Uh. I'm trying to see what else I uh I read. Um, what do we, let's see, uh, TMNT 147. We're nearing the end. If you are out there and you are a longtime reader of Ninja Turtles, it ends at 150. We're getting a relaunch. Lots of big news, you know, in the comic book space of uh, Ninja Turtles recently. Jason Aaron's taking over the relaunch starting in July. Lots of great artists tied to it. It's going to be really big. They're not rebooting the series. It's just kind of a refresher. Which I get because this issue specifically, the last story arc is kind of deeping or diving into like the future and a lot of mysticism. So I feel like they're going to try to take it back to make it a little bit more grounded for new readers or fans that yeah. watch the movie that want to check out the the comic books. And um, it's still good, but it's one of those books that at one one forty you have no idea what's going on if you haven't read all of them, which is yeah. kind of hard to have a comic book now. Yeah. Um, oh, good. How is the penguin? Penguin number six. Still so surprisingly good, yeah. man. I didn't, you know, I, the first issue, I, I even the first issue I said that I did not expect to enjoy this book as much as I have. And I still feel that way. At issue six art's great. Story's good. Surprisingly. All right. All right. Uh, Ambrosia, you read immortal Thor six also, right? Uh, yeah. So I read immortal Thor six. Well, I, I was halfway through it. Um, and then God's issue number four. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which honestly, like that would be like my next runner up, which you guys weren't, um, like super excited about. I, don't I, know. Mean, I mean, if it was trade back, you'd read it. Um, yeah, I just haven't yet. It's one of those ones that I just, when I read the first issue, I was like, mm, that's going to be a book that I need to read the entire thing. I mean, there is, it, it's a lot. Um, but what I, I don't know that much about, uh, Oblivion and, uh, mm -hmm uh what is it a uh, win what's his full name uh i got it i got it oh uh so i don't know too much about them so it's been very interesting uh to uh, learn yeah. and to mm -hmm. see where it goes um and especially with dr strange i feel like win and dr strange are so similar um yeah. and so it kind of just creates uh magic chaos He's kind of like John Constantine-ish, right? Yes. That's yes. what I that's the vibe yes. that I got from the first Very issue much so. Very much so. Um, that's a great example of it. And so yeah, we're learning about the Skinner box. Um, and yeah, so it is a lot. Um, there's a lot of characters, lots of uh things that we don't know. Um, and mm -hmm. uh and so I personally am excited to see where it goes and it will continue. But I find it fun. Um, there's a lot of fantasy. I think it's neat. Right. yeah whatever hickman gets a chance to write oh, stuff like yes. that he goes he goes in on it yeah, <laughs> yeah you definitely could tell like this is like a passion project for him yeah yeah he gets to, he goes pretty crazy with stuff like that which i enjoy but i have to self-contain it all in one read yeah no no yeah absolutely and and that's the thing is i love hickman so 
That worked. Same. All right. All right. Uh, and then last but not least, I think, is Punisher number three. I read the first two issues. Uh, Lex, I think, read this third issue, right? Uh-huh. I read this one. It's it's fine. Uh, I, yeah. I, still don't, uh-huh. I still don't know why they needed to change Frank. Like, I get the the background reasons. You know what I mean? Like, I get the the from the business standpoint. But, like, just to relaunch a book with a character that is the same character... I just yeah. uh, I don't get it. You know what I mean? It's a, it's he's still a soldier. He still lost his family. It's a different way, but st- it's just just do a different Frank Castle story. Like I would be more interested in the weird weird world Frank Castle stuff than this Frank Castle in space. You yeah, know, Frank Castle <laughs> fantasy Frank Castle. Me personally, I think the easiest um, for me, like the whole thing, you got to redeem Frank Castle's. Um, symbol i guess in a weird way yeah. like yeah you have to both redeem it but then also show that like he's not a good person to emulate so yeah. in a meta con- a contextual sort of thing marvel needs to cleanse themselves of this weird white supremacist shit that like yeah goes around with frank castle you know his skull and everything. i would rather read a book called frank castle and it just be about him like <laughs> don't even use the name punisher scrap I mean, it for a while that'd be good honestly i mean um, my idea would be Frank Castle. Um, Frank Castle has, uh, you know, not given up, but like Frank Castle's around. But then there's a whole, whole team of uh, white supremacist vigilante punishers wearing his skulls, yeah. wearing all this. Unless this has been done, be- unless it's been done before. But the point being is that Frank Castle essentially, he's wearing the same skull on his chest that they are. He changes his skull to a new skull. Yeah, that's now your new branding. And he kills him in the worst ways possible to to distance himself from that. And he goes on TV. This is the way I would do it. He goes on live TV and says, "You are not me." You know, yeah. You and I'm not a hero. He said, "Like, I shouldn't be a symbol for anybody." Yeah. Um. If if me killing them makes me a hero, then tonight I'll be a hero. Yeah. But I'm not a hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like really That'd lean cool. into the fact that like, yeah, if you're if you're a neo-Nazi, Frank Frank yeah. is not your friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, or just bring back Frankencastle. That's my favorite. It's mm. my favorite <laughs> Frank Castle. <laughs> That's my I favorite version that. of Frank Castle. Or we just take Frank to space. I like Space Punisher. That was a good. That was a fun book, man. A uh, cosmic cosmic Ghost Rider? Is that what it was? It was Space Punisher. Was that what it was? There was a, it's a these are two different books. They yeah, had, I didn't know that. I didn't know they had but there was a space. Punisher. Oh, I gotta send it to you because he fights Space Hulk, and it's just like it's a wild, wild Elseworld style book. It's not anything that could be canon. It, it's really, really weird. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. All right. Uh. All in all, uh, not a bad week for comics. Uh, especially because you guys all brought up like um, third, essentially third party kind of third company, sort of comics right uh so shout out to 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 you know image and and whatnot for tmnt 147 ghost machine one holy roller three right like these are all um good titles that came out this week that weren't dc or marvel uh what was the book that uh was it cameron brought up darkwing uh uh carson yeah carson Carson. brought up darkwing and justice ducks darkwing duck yes and and negaduck 
Mm. So, yes. Because um, Negaduck has his own well. has his own um, comic. Um, but um, we we finished at a good time. I want to thank you guys so much, Lex Ambrosia, so much for coming on the show and talking comics uh, with me and the people out there. Um, I want to thank the people out there so much. Carson, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for subscribing. Um, thank you to anybody who's watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show or Thank you to whoever is listening to us on our podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast from, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, I know the podcast platform is changing. The landscape is changing in 2024. Um, but for the most part, that's our podcast. It's pretty much anywhere you can get your podcast. But uh, before we get going, Lex, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Uh, you can find me anywhere on social media at Wednesday Poll. The... Our podcast Wednesday Wednesday poll list ended in 2023, but there is a future project that I can't talk about yet. But mm. just uh, find me on social media, and you'll know about it. Sounds good. Sounds good. And you wrote a uh, article for thekeegshow.com. So yeah, I got a few more coming out soon, very soon. Awesome, awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, thank you, Lex, for for coming <laughs> on. Uh, Ambrosia, where can we find you? What do you got coming out? Hi. Um, you can find me on TikTok at Comics and Cupcakes, as well as in, uh, Instagram at Ambrosia underscore Linda. And yeah. You got anything coming up? Um, No, right now I'm just trying to get back into TikTok um, and trying to just get back into the swing of things. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully uh, I could be podcasting more and start back my comic book history lessons and stuff. So yeah, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Um, for anyone out there who wants to find us on social media, find us on TikTok and Instagram. Those are our two biggest ones. TikTok and Instagram at The Keeg Show uh, or, you know, anywhere, any social media at The Keeg Show slash The Keeg Show. Pretty much any social media. You can find us there. Threads, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. So uh, find us there if you want to find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Keeg Show and, uh, you know, help us out and give back to The Keeg. Uh, we also got a website now, thekeegshow.com. Sure, there are some updates that need to be done, but, you know, we're, we're doing our part, writing some articles. Uh, Lex has written some articles. There's some good articles by uh, Comics by Kaylin uh, on there. Um, so, you know, if you guys are interested in that, we're picking up pace. So, you know, we're not full speed ahead, but we're picking it up, you know. Um, other than that, uh, comicshoplocator.com, find a comic shop near you. That's super important. Support your local comic book shops. Uh, other than that, that is, uh, the show. This is Comic Talk. It is every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, where we talk about the new comics that came out that week. So, uh, every week it's DC, Marvel, and Indie on Thursday nights. Uh, and then we also have the Keen Talks, uh, where we talk about a new topic every uh podcast episode so coming up this weekend we're talking about we're, i think we're doing like a double feature it's gonna be monarch legacy of monsters and godzilla minus one and so essentially comparing uh and contrasting and just talking about our uh godzilla as a whole so definitely stay nice. tuned for that godzilla centric episode um that's pretty much it uh thank you once again lex thank you ambrosia so much for coming on uh, thank you to anybody out there. Like, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. Like, comment, subscribe, follow, do your thing. Once again, I'm your host, Demetri Pereira, and this has been Comic Talk for the week of January 25th, 2024. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya.